Come on, man. Hello, Patriots. Welcome to episode 134 of the Patriot Review. Moving right along here. Uh, welcome to Bless TV. If this is the first time watching, thank you for being here. We're also streaming on Rumble and Cloud Hub. And, of course, you can go to redbloodedpatriots.com and check out the website and see shows from – see prior shows. And um, so we got a lot going on. Are you uh, – are you fed up with everything that's happening around the country and really around the world, the, the total the total all-out onslaught against Western civilization? It seems that, um, you know, there's there's never enough coming at you, and, and things just keep escalating and escalating. And, of course, that can't end well. But um, we are in it together. We are patriots. We're not going to give up. We are going to win. And um, really what's very interesting is that, no matter what comes at us, there is always there is always a way to resist, and it's not necessarily violence, of course. We don't want violence, but um, they certainly are pushing and pushing. Uh, let's take a look at what's at, on the signal here. So here we have Zoom. Uh, privacy concerns over Zoom again. They have... They've have been hit with allegations of enabling spying by China and hackers. It's not enough that our own government wants to know everything we do, say, uh, and have some sway in what we do and say, and really try to control us. It's uh, it's also going on uh, in countries like China, and of course we're moving towards the the whole new world order, and that's what this is all really about. And um, those of you that are viewing my show uh, know that, and um, some people think that. You know, we're we're paranoid, or we're we're seeing things, or we're conspiracy theorists. But of course, the only difference between a conspiracy and truth is about two months, or in some cases, just a few years. So we're going to talk today about um, 9/11, and that certainly has something to do with my opening here. That we have been told the story for a number of years, and we have bought it. I think a large part of the population. The majority of the population has bought it, and uh, we're going to show you an alternative to it. So we got uh, not only our government that are bad actors, but we have the bad actor China, which, of course, is trying to collect information on every American. And it really is kind of uh, <laughs> kind of humorous in a way. It's, it's like, um, well, if you really want to see how wonderfully exciting my life is, uh, you're going to be pretty bored. Um, so what happens as far as our government, you know, what we need to do is we need to get the rhinos off the off their butts and hit uh, Congress should hit these three letter alphabet soup agencies uh, with by defunding them. And uh, that's something that we need to do. We can reach out to our representatives in the House and Senate and 
make it a point to say that, hey, we're done with this. We don't want this anymore. We don't want uh, people like uh, the guest on Alpha there to you know, have to worry about being persecuted for what their beliefs are. And of course, you know, Jake Lang, who who is uh, the person who put together this uh, blessed TV uh, from his prison cell, basically, uh, you know, is is a prime example of that. And even even worse, and we're finding out more and more, even worse, uh, you know, the, the people that died that day were based, were murdered, point blank murdered. And um, I've shown a lot of footage on my show of uh, the Antifa BLM being bust in, uh, showed you that. Uh, we've seen the Capitol Police waving people in. And, you know, I said that, uh, that uh, you know, if, if this is your first time in Washington, D.C., and the Capitol Police are waving you into the Capitol, why wouldn't you go in? I mean, why wouldn't you go in? You would think that, hey, if if they're telling me it's okay to come in, then it's okay to come in. And we've all seen the footage where there's Capitol Police lining the sides and people are walking by and they're talking to them and they're interacting and you go in the house chamber and they're interacting and they're, you know, saying a prayer and everything else. And, um, you know, basically, like I said, these people were scapegoated. These people were, were suckered in to the American rice dog fire because that's what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a fallacy. It's a lie, an absolute lie. And um, the, the 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 saga continues. Now we have school moms being attacked by the FBI, busting down their door. We have the DOJ. We have the IRS has always, you know, always been on uh, conservatives. You remember even back in the Obama years. Uh, and I believe he's the guy that's pulling the strings these days, by the way. Um, but during the Obama years, the IRS was weaponized and it just continues. And the language uh, of the left continues to be violent. They are the ones that, uh, you know, tell tell uh, their constituents to get in people's faces, uh, tell them they don't belong here anymore, and all this kind of stuff. You know, um, they accuse us basically of what they're doing. And one of the only ways that we can actually fight back is for our representatives to do things like defund these three-letter alphabet soup jackbooted agencies that are on our necks and that is something that i hope you do reach out and uh, and demand on another front we have the banking regulations that threaten our economy even more uh, again i'll go back to the obama administration where you know he made a comment that we all have to get used to about a two percent growth you remember that and i think uh, the average was a, about a 1.4 percent at that time trump comes in and we 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 rock it up to six percent and, uh, you know, we had been told that that's not going to be possible anymore because of world economics. And here here it was here. We had it. And um, that is uh, that's something that uh, Americans aren't stupid. You know, no matter what they think, we're not stupid. We know what the truth is. We know what we see before our eyes. And uh, then we look at something like this. Ted Cruz warning of the dream scenario the Democrats have for Trump trial. And he's he's warning about. In the past couple of days, especially, I've noticed a lot of people talking about let's uh, overwhelm Trump. Let's that's the strategy is to overwhelm Trump, take money out of his coffers, um, you know, make him busy with all these all these ridiculous uh, trumped up, pardon the pun, charges, and um, you know, take his time away from the campaign. 
But what they don't realize and what these people never realize is that we're not idiots and we can see what they're doing. And the only thing that it does is it pisses us off more and more. And, you know, I think that they they've also managed to uh, upset the the independence as well. And that's why Trump is surging, because the, none of this passes the smell test. And they, they think of us all as, you know, a bunch of toothless hicks that um, you know, have no intelligence whatsoever. So here we have Ted Cruz, you know, talking about this and, and everybody is talking about this as their strategy. But I can tell you it's going to fail. All these things are going to fail because what what American people do will do is they will they will um, find a way around it. So let's say they go to electronic banking. You know, God always takes things that are bad and, and makes them turn into something good. So uh, they go to this uh, banking. They control our funds. They control, you know, what we can spend our money on. People are going to start going out to their neighbors again. People are going to start knowing their neighbors better. People are going to, neighbors are going to start helping neighbors more. They're going to start trading services or, or physical goods or, you know, whatever to sustain their lives. So in a way, this big push towards technology could very well end up backfiring on them and we could actually benefit from it. So just a thought. I'd like to know what you're, what you're thinking on all this is. You can always comment, of course. I'm all over social media, and uh, you can check out uh, franksocial.com. I'm on there uh, as well, and um, uh, Gitter, of course, and CloudHub, um, Truth, you know, all your usual. So you can find the Patriot Review and all those. Um, so what do you think about 9-11? Do you think it was an inside job? That's the question for today. We have part one of my conversation with Richard Gage, and we're going to get right to that after we go. For a commercial break. After we watched our daughter Grace die on FaceTime, I uh, immediately felt that I needed to go to the hospital, though I was still pretty sick. And I met Jessica and our pastor there. And um, while we were in the room, we, Jessica and I had just spent a few moments just with Grace alone. And it was it was just a horrific um, sight to come upon. It was the fact that her daughter Grace was now gone. Um, the emotions that came over the top of our uh, minds and just our physical bodies were just unbelief. We, uh, we took her BiPAP off because it was still on. So it's hope and prayers that somehow she wasn't really gone. And as soon as we did that, the color of grace changed. And um, we had to accept that she was truly gone. Not one person stepped foot in that room. How can you do that? How can you allow an innocent person, a child, she's only 19 years old, die in front of your eyes? You don't do that. If you're human, you don't do that.
they knew they weren't going to convince us to put Grace on a ventilator. That means the money was going to dry up. They had to have the money. And when you follow the money trail all the way through, you see that a ventilator is about a $300,000 decision. That they had higher paying patients in the emergency room. Grace was worth more dead than alive. We don't just need food, we need to eat food with a high nutritional value. Who wants to just survive food shortages? Let's thrive in times of adversity and lack. Optimize your daily nutrition and ensure you and your family have our two-year shelf-stable kingdom fuel as a cornerstone of your emergency food supply. Don't sacrifice your health or your taste buds. Stock up on kingdom fuel now. Please welcome San Francisco Bay Area architect Richard Gage, AIA member of um, the American Institute of Architects and founder and former CEO of Architects and Engineers for 911 Truth, 911 Truth. He now leads the charge for a new World Trade Center investigation along with his courageous wife and assistant Gail at richardgage911.org. Again, richardgage911.org. Richard, welcome to the Patriot Review. Thank you, Jeff. Awesome to be here with you. I appreciate this. This man has the patience of Job. He uh, he has put up with uh, my uh, disorganized uh, mess of a schedule here. And uh, so, first of all, thank you very much. And um, sure, my pleasure. So you have a presentation for us that I know that this the amount of time we have is absolutely uh, crushing it. You could you could spend all day on this, but um, I think that people will find the the information that you share fascinating. I think a lot of people now are more open to us conspiracy kooks because the government just recently you know came out and admitted that there are uh, both life forms and and ships from other planets and you know we were we were all crazies for believing in that for forever since roswell for sure but uh so people are skeptical right up front about about the content that you have uh about 9-11 being a conspiracy and um and uh, people don't want to believe that because it challenges their normalcy bias but i'm going to step out of the way and let you present the facts as they truly are for people to see. And the facts speak for themselves. Uh, so if you're, if you are skeptical out there, uh, uh, in, in Jeff Wagner, uh, viewing land, uh, I encourage you to, to be surprised, uh, and, and give me just 10 minutes initially here to, to sock you into a deeper rabbit hole that, uh, is important for all of us to walk into and be aware of. All right. The show is yours if you want to take it away and put the presentation up. All right. We'll... well, let's do this then. Awesome. Um, we have uh, a need to know here. All of us have a right to know. We don't want you to be the last to know. There are millions of people in the 9-11 truth movement 
uh, just as there are now millions of people in the COVID truth movement. And so uh, we're backed by 3,600 architects and engineers signed on to the petition demanding a new investigation into the destruction of all three World Trade Center skyscrapers on 9-11, beginning with the third, which I didn't even know about for like five years till I heard David Ray Griffin uh, speaking. Uh, he was being interviewed by Bonnie Faulkner in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I, I was just shocked to hear this on the radio. I had to pull my van over and listen to what he was saying. He was trying to tell me there was a third tower that came down. I would know if there was a third tower that came down. I'm an architect. We study these things. We try to be on top of them. Yeah, indeed, it was a 47-story skyscraper, easily the tallest building in most of our states, but dwarfed uh, next to the tallest buildings in the world at the time that they were built, uh, the World Trade Center Twin Towers. So this building is just outside the superblock of the World Trade Center, uh, and uh, but it's it is incorporated into it. It was developed by Larry Silverstein in the in in the in the 1980s. And then he, uh, just six weeks prior to 9-11, acquired the whole rest of the lot of these buildings in the superblock known as the World Trade Center. So the towers went down that morning. We'll get into the Twin Towers collapse or explosive destruction a little later. But look at Building 7 here. <clears throat> it uh, did just fine. It, it actually did get hit by some of the... Uh, beams that were ejected laterally out of the towers we'll come to that but uh, this is what happened but it's standing fine you as you can see um, uh, in in the distance and uh, NIST the National Institute of Standards and Technology was tasked by Congress to explain these collapses to the American people and uh, they said uh, yeah it wasn't the uh, structural damage uh, at all uh, that brought this building down. It was normal office fires. Well, what did these normal office fires do? Let's take a look uh, at our first uh, gaze at this building. 5.20 in the afternoon, seven hours after, this is what happens. Seven hours after the Twin Towers uh, came down. So we're going to break this down, but Let's start by listening to Sham Sunder of NIST, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, uh, talk about what uh, brought these buildings, this building, down. What we found was that uncontrolled building fires caused an extraordinary event. The collapse of World Trade Center 7 was primarily due to fire. Fires. Okay. Well, what fires? Uh, we're talking about uh, these fires. These are the worst fires that we have any video or photographic evidence of and in the building. They're few, they're small, and they're fairly scattered uh, throughout the building. And yet we have no steel frame fire protected high rise ever in history coming down due to office fires. So not even after 9-11, certainly not before. There's a hundred, in fact, very large uh, much hotter fires and longer lasting in these buildings than Building 7, and not one of them has ever come down. So this is an extraordinary claim on the part of NIST, which is a an agency under the Department of Commerce who was uh, 
leadership of which was put into power when Bush administration came uh, into power shortly before 9-11. So let's see if we have any features of controlled demolition. Uh, beginning with uh, feature number one, uh, is there a sudden onset of destruction? Well, sure enough, the building is standing still, and then in an isolated event, the East Penthouse uh, collapses in on itself, and then six seconds later, the entire building comes down, as you see. So this is not uh, what we would expect from normal office fires. So we go to feature number two. Uh, how do we is it a is it a symmetrical collapse like the old hotels in Las Vegas, for instance, that we're all familiar with and we sort of love to watch? Let's listen to Dan Rather narrate this collapse for us. <clears throat> Come on, Dan. Okay. What you're seeing are high shots. Now, here we're going to show you a videotape of the collapse itself. Now we go to videotape the collapse of this building. It's amazing. A, a amazing, incredible, pick your word. For the third time today, it's reminiscent of those pictures we've all seen too much on television before when a building was deliberately destroyed, destroyed by well-placed dynamite to knock it down. What? What is he saying? Deliberately destroyed by well-placed dynamite to knock it down? Uh, we never uh, uh, honesty from Dan Rather. Yeah, he's using his intuition, right? This is what we should all be doing. But he never repeated any of that after 9-11. In fact, we've never seen any uh, uh, collapse uh, videos of Building 7 on the mainstream media at all. It should have been the most studied structural failure ever, right? Uh, because spires never brought down a steel frame, but most architects and engineers know nothing about it. I'm one of 90,000 members of the American Institute of Architects. We did not get one bulletin from the American Institute of Architects on this, the third worst structural failure in modern history after the Twin Towers, of course. Um, so we have the feature number three. How, how do you get that symmetry? Well, you have to remove the 24 core columns in the building all at once, followed about a second later by all of the perimeter columns at once. Any deviation in that pattern and the building will begin to tip over. So the question obviously is, do fires have this level of precision? These fires? Uh, no. No, no, 3,600 architects and engineers are not buying it. How fast does the building come down? Because this is very telling. Uh, we have David uh, Chandler, physics teacher, pointing out and measuring the collapse of this building. It comes down at free fall acceleration for a third of its seven-second fall. This is actually admitted by NIST in their final report, but they do not uh, admit what could cause a free fall. That's as fast as a bowling ball falling out of the sky. That means there's not one of these 80 columns in this building that gave any resistance for any period of time. Uh, it's absolutely extraordinary. Uh, and it is essentially the definition of controlled demolition, Before. although we'd have sounds of explosions. What, yeah. Jeff? But, well, you know, one of the things I want to just point out is that 
you had talked about, you know, there was no notice given about this and there was no studies done like it should have been done. Now, my background is safety, environmental, regulatory compliance. And and uh, I can tell you what, the government seems to have uh, the capability to warn you about every product recall or every every uh, failing of a, an automobile. And, uh, yeah. you know, so there's there's no excuse to your point. I just wanted to make that point quick. Otherwise known as war. I have a very special announcement for all of you. My hit show, Wayne Allery, Raw and Unfiltered, is coming to the brand new station that's taking over the nation, Blessed News Network. God has opened a door in my life to be part of this amazing new Christian conservative network, live every night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, on our channel on Roku TV, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, and streaming live on the Blessed News iPhone and Android apps. Tune in to watch me, Drive home the truth and dismantle the fake news narrative with big name nightly guests and exclusive interviews with all the heavy hitters you know and love. Become part of history as we make America godly again and launch the first faith-centered conservative broadcasting network where Jesus Christ is commander in chief of all of our stories and where truth and integrity really matter. Join me Monday through Friday on any of our platforms or on the Blessed News website, blessed.news where you can stream all the shows for free, or you can sign up for Blessed Plus for even more access to Raw and Unfiltered with me, Wayne Allen Root, the hardest working man in show business. Thank you, and God bless America. Steel News will be joining the Blessed News Network 11 p.m. weeknights. I'm Ann Vanderstill, and I'm very excited to be a part of the programming put together by Jake Lang. Doesn't matter if he's behind bars, he's a January 6th political hero, as far as I'm concerned. And Steel News will be reporting the truth of everything happening, not only in the swamp, but around the world to help you put into context what's really going on so you can make the best decisions for you and your family. Steel News, 11 p.m. on the Blessed News Network. Yeah, so we'd look for uh, sounds of explosions if there were, but let's listen to Sham Sunder talk about this, too, from NIST. We did not find any evidence that explosives were used in the collapse of Building 7. We ran down detailed computer simulations of blast scenarios. This size blast would have produced an incredibly loud sound that was not recorded on videos of the collapse, nor reported by witnesses. Well, here's a few of them, Jeff. Um, let's listen to Daryl, a medical student. We were walking. 
watching the building actually because it was on fire, the, uh, the bottom floors of the building were on fire, and, uh, you know, we heard this, this sound that sounded like a clap of thunder, turned around, we were shocked to see that the building was, uh, uh, well, it looked like there was um, a shock wave uh, ripping through the building, and the windows all uh, busted out, and, you know, it was horrifying. And then, uh, you know, about a second later, the bottom floor caves out, and uh, the building followed after that, and um, we saw the building crash. Wow, a shock wave ripping through the building, a sound of a clap of thunder. Uh, how about um, Kevin McPadden, former Air Force medic? And then it was like another two, three seconds, you heard explosions, like boom. It's like a distinct sound. It's not like when the compression, like boom, 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 like floors that were dropping and collapsing. This was boom, and like you felt a rumble in the ground, like almost like you wanted to grab onto something. That, to me, I knew that was an explosion. There was no doubt in my mind. Okay, how about this gentleman? I'm going to call in Bill Rosati. He was here when it all happened. He saw it for himself. Bill, if you can just tell us what uh, you saw, what you heard. Uh, I was standing like two blocks away, and all of a sudden I just seen a big flash, and then I seen the building coming down, and I just seen people just running everywhere, chaotic-like. Big flash, too. How about this gentleman, Barry Jennings, who, along with Mayor Julie... Uh, Mayor Giuliani's attorney, Michael Hess, uh, went into the building to attend a meeting, but they didn't realize that the whole building had been evacuated after both planes hit the towers, but before the towers came down. This is their experience of explosions inside the building well before the towers came down. When we got to the eighth floor, I started walking to one side of the building. That side of the building was gone. The first explosion I heard when I was on the stairwell landing, when we made it down to the sixth floor. Then we made it back to the eighth floor, I heard some more explosions. You know, also the sound? Like a boom. Like, a, like an explosion. And more than one? Yes. We thought about uh, explosions like this? Now, here's one of the guys who can tell you I'm okay, all right? Okay, hold on. You want to call, oh. you, you call your mother or something? Oh, right now. We're told by NIST that uh, these are the sounds of one floor falling on another, but there's no collapsing building at this time, of course. Probably the same explosion uh, that um, Barry Jennings heard. Well, let's compare on the left, Building 7, on the right, a series of controlled demolitions. Is there any similarity? Enough to warrant an investigation into the possible use of explosives, especially since it looks exactly like a controlled demolition, no especially since, it. yeah, fire, the official cause of this building's collapse has never in history brought down a steel frame fire protected high rise. So, yeah, we need a real investigation. Uh, and so we look at uh, evidence of what could have caused all of this. And we note that the NFPA, the Guide for Fire and Explosion Investigation, uh, says look for large volumes of gas and the large amount of heat released in chemical explosions causing rapidly expanding plumes of hot gases, like we see racing away in every direction away from the collapsing building. Much hotter uh, than uh, the few small fires. Look, look at the expanding cauliflower-shaped plumes uh, that NFPA 921 guides us to look at as example of extreme heat, not the kind of heat we see in the fires in this building. 
which, by the way, those fires would have been put out by the mechanical action of the collapsing building itself. No, we're looking for something much hotter to create that, something on the order of this. And we find it. Uh, we have a, a, all kinds of evidence of extreme heat here. 1,340 degrees Fahrenheit, hotter than the worst office fires get on the surface of the pile. Well, wait a minute. There's no fire on the surface of the pile. Again, those fires would have been extinguished. Uh, what, we're, what, what we have this extreme heat deep down in the pile that's cooling off to 1,340 degrees by the time it reaches the surface. What in the world is going on here? Well, FEMA hands it to us on a silver platter with their metallurgical examination of the steel in 2002 when they produced their initial report. Never before observed eutectic reactions, intergranular melting, capable of turning a solid steel girder into Swiss cheese like we see in this piece of World Trade Center 7 steel cut off from the end of the beam, rapid oxidation, sulfidation, liquid iron, that's molten iron, sulfur formed during this hot corrosion attack on the steel. They do a great job of identifying this, though NIST denies it. Their shadow is all over the evidence. The very piece of the end of the beam that was cut off and given to FEMA is right there. In fact, Jonathan Barnett, the author and fire protection engineer, says steel members in the debris pile appear to have been partly evaporated in extraordinarily high temperatures. What? There's a problem here, right? It takes 4,000 degrees to evaporate steel. So what are we talking about? Much hotter temperatures. We're going to get into it. But note that uh, the four-year $300,000 study of this building's collapse by one of the top forensic structural engineers in the country, country, Professor Leroy Hulsey of the University of Alaska at Fairbanks, does a, an incredible job uh, documenting the uh, the collapse of this building and his conclusion that this wasn't done by office fires. This was done by the near simultaneous collapse of all the columns in the building. That's how it got to be symmetrical. That's how it got to be freefall. That's their conclusion uh, in modeling it. So, uh, yeah, fire did not cause the collapse of this building. So that's why we have uh, uh, all of the 10 key characteristic features of controlled demolition and some very uncharacteristic features uh, as well. Fire can't create any one of these features, let alone all of them. So with additional circumstantial corroborative testimony that we give in our more detailed presentations, we find proof of controlled demolition, a body of proof that has convinced 3,600 architects and engineers to sign on to the petition demanding a new investigation. And that's why we're making yet another documentary consolidating all of this evidence and bringing it to the grand jury. We've already submitted the, uh, uh, the the 60 exhibits of evidence for the Twin Towers and Building 7. Now we're going straight to the grand jury with the evidence, uh, and we're asking a federal judge to give it directly to uh, the 
the grand jury and and this film is being made for them we're testifying to them in this film and it's uh, going to be an extraordinary effort we're right in the middle of making that you can help by the way uh co-produce this film you guys um uh you can just uh, visit uh richard gage 911.org and be a part of the production of 911 crime scene to courtroom because in it we have the evidence of the explosive demolition of the twin towers i mean just watch identical towers uh but very different uh damage patterns uh, with asymmetrical damage from fires asymmetrical damage from the uh, airplane damage but complete symmetry all the way down each face of each building uh, we'll get into it here. Uh, we have a sudden onset feature number one, again, of controlled demolition. And we can see the building uh, dropping suddenly. It's standing in uniform. I mean, it's standing strong, and then it goes down suddenly in uniform downward motion. There's no jolt or hesitation or impact um, uh, when the upper part hits the lower part. Same in the south, by the way, South Tower, it, downward uniform motion. And we'll, we'll get to the details of that motion. But first, let's look at the witnesses of explosions because there's 156 altogether uh, uh, unearthed by Professor Graham McQueen from the oral histories uh, that are by the first responders. What does he find? We felt the ground shake. You could see the set towers sway and then... It just came down. All of a sudden, the ground just started shaking. Felt like a train running under my feet. The next thing we know, we look up and the tower is collapsing. So again and again, we're going to hear this order of events where these first responders who are expert witnesses and experts in explosions and fire, they know what an explosion is. They're describing the particular order of events here. Shortly before the first tower came down, I remember feeling the ground shaking. I heard a terrible noise, and then debris just started flying everywhere. An explosion appeared at the very top, simultaneously from all four sides. Materials shot out horizontally, and then there seemed to be a momentary delay before you could see the beginning of the collapse. Could he have been any more clear? In the order of events, this is not a collapsing building causing this phenomena. It's this explosive phenomena causing the collapsing of the building. Uh, in fact, you can see uh, what they're talking about here, building uh, number one, the North Tower on the right, a known controlled demolition on the left. Is there any similarity in the first four seconds here? Is there enough similarity to warrant an investigation into the possible use of explosives, especially since fire, the official cause of this building's collapse, has never again brought down a steel frame fireproof skyscraper ever? It should have probably been the first hypothesis that NIST uh, examined uh, seriously, especially since uh, fire is just so out of the ordinary for this, for any kind of a collapse. Yeah. Same in the South Tower. Go ahead. Absolutely. I mean, it's you, it's just it's right before your eyes, you know. And and uh, I think anybody that's looked at controlled demolitions, 
can see exactly what you're talking about. And um, yeah, control yeah, demolition we, on the left here. Any similarity, Jeff? Yeah, plenty. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's incredible. And so you've got witnesses like these guys. Floor by floor, it's not a. It was like, was it from, if it had detonated, absolutely incredible. So NIST says, oh, the top part drove the rest of the building down to the ground and then crushed itself. Well, there's a problem with this theory. Uh, there's an equal and opposite destruction in Newton's third law of motion when two bodies collide, right? The upper part is the lightest, the weakest. Uh, in fact, that's exactly what happens. Uh, if you watch the lower red line, it doesn't move down uh, for the first couple of seconds. The upper part of this building is destroying itself. And the question is, uh, is that a natural collapse or is that produced by the phenomena which the firefighters were describing? In fact, if it were crushing the rest of the building, we would see it. But none of the photos, none of the videos show an upper section after three seconds, it's destroyed itself. Uh, after that, it's not available. It's gone. It's it, it's it would be dis, it's disappeared. If it were there, we would see the upper this this uh, remaining set of core columns a thousand feet in the air. It would have been crushed by that upper section as well. But no, uh, another explosion uh, hits it down below. And then it uh, drops frame by frame through the cloud of dust uh, that's shaken off of it, powdered concrete. And straight down, uh, it's pretty symmetrical. I mean, we have asymmetrical damage from the fires, asymmetrical damage from the planes, asymmetrical damage uh, from the upper part of the building, which is beginning to fall off, but complete symmetrical damage all the way down each face of the building. We're going to zoom in on one of these right here and tell me, Jeff, what you think we're seeing. I think we're seeing the explosions. Floor by floor. I, I myself see a dozen explosions, including that one that's even isolated from all the rest at the bottom. Yeah. Pretty incredible. It's very clear. This is not a natural collapse. This is not a nuclear weapon. This is not directed energy weapons. These are individual explosions. And we'll see more evidence of that as we look on the uh, for these isolated explosive ejections 20 stories down below the zone of destruction, 40 stories down below the zone of destruction, and even 60 stories down below the zone of destruction. Wow. Yeah, uh, what, there's no possible explanation for these in the official narrative, nor these uh, isolated explosions uh, issuing out of the left side of the tower uh, in its initial destruction of this upper section. This is the south tower. It begins to fall to the right, actually, uh, but the structure itself is being disintegrated by these uh, explosions and so it settles back and goes symmetrically all the way down the building my apologies for the technical issues on that video it is actually inherent inherent to the video um, when we we're recording we didn't see any of those uh, pixelations so i hope that that didn't frustrate you too much you still got 
a lot of um, a lot of great uh, information as uh, that video goes through. We'll have part two tomorrow, and um, we are going to be right back. We're going to go to a commercial break, and then we will have our historian and contributor Ronald Boyd, and uh, we will talk about the Mayflower Compact and other things. Hey, Patriots, it's Jeff Wagner. Let's face it, it's getting harder and harder to make ends meet. It's only going to get worse. This inflation is going to continue. As a matter of fact, our dollar is in jeopardy of even existing with the crazies that want to go to the digital currency to control us all. You can go to com slash the Patriot Review, get all kinds of free, great information, and invest in gold and silver for your future. Our world is full of electromagnetic fields that even though we can't see them, are affecting our bodies, our sleep, and even our ability to think clearly. The advent of 5G is only making this worse. There is an answer. Visit Fix the World by clicking the link in the Patriot Review show description below to view natural products that can actually protect you from EMF and 5G and even improve your sleep. Skeptical? Get the free Dangers of EMF Radiation ebook free by clicking on its direct link also in the show description. Here's a nutritional hack anyone can master. Replace a meal a day with our kingdom feel. Or if you're a moth in the gym, Add a shake to your daily meal plan. Our unique meal shakes are balanced, low glycemic, rich in fiber, 20 grams of clean protein, essential vitamins and minerals, healthy fat, and organic fruits and vegetables. Kingdom Fill is vegan with a complete amino acid profile. Bottom line, it's a simple start to a transformed life. No gimmicks, just results. Start today. Hey, Patriots. All right, we're back, and we have Mr. Ronald Boyd, who's going to join us and talk to us about the Mayflower, Mayflower Compact. Ronald, welcome to the Patriot Review. This is your first time on Blessed News, so we're glad to have you on board. Thank you for having me. Uh, congratulations on uh, having a daily show. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Yes, uh, you asked me to you know, look for certain historical items or or documents or even uh, situations that occurred in American history. And I thought, you know what, how about we actually go all the way back to 1620, which yeah, is... Yeah, begin at the beginning. Yes, it takes us to the beginning. And the what I understand, the 102 individuals that were on the Mayflower, they actually had... Uh, I guess a contract or a charter, if you want to call it that, uh, for a certain plot or a certain area in Virginia. Well, the place that they actually ended up, they didn't have a charter for because it was actually under charter for a different uh, company, which it was a competitor to the Virginia company. Uh, okay. And so that I found that kind of interesting. So technically, they were squatters. And so what they did, they wanted to make sure that the king of England uh, didn't think they were actually rebelling or anything like that, like they were trying to usurp his his power or authority. 
So what they did is they actually made up a compact. And what this compact was, it was an agreement on governing themselves, technically. And so this is a, the first time we actually see in the Americas a compact of governing themselves. So basically what they were doing is they were self-government. That's what it was. It was a whole, and it was the will of the people themselves. It wasn't uh, from the king of England or some other governing body. The people got together and whoever that was considered an adult male, uh, they got together, they made up this agreement that they were going to govern themselves and they weren't, you know, necessarily trying to usurp authority from the king. And so even though they weren't even though they weren't trying to, to to do that, I mean, were there differences already at that point that stood out? Well, I mean, number one, the, the people that actually were on the Mayflower, they're Puritans and they were seeking uh, a place in the new world where they could practice the religion. Uh, I think as far as I knew in in United Kingdom or Great Britain at the time. They weren't really allowed to practice their religion freely, uh, right. so they they fled. They fled the the mm-hmm. country and they headed for the new world, so they can actually set up a colony where they could actually practice their religion. And this is what part of the uh, the Mayflower Compact. What makes it important was not only was it uh, a document where it set up the idea of self government. And we see that throughout New England, that New England was uh, a self-governing colony, essentially. Uh, And also, what was the other important aspect of it was the fact that it was the people's will that actually set up this compact and set up this self-governing colony and also religion. Religion was very important. And in fact, uh, if people actually read the document, and it's not very long, it's only about two paragraphs, but they, you know, they say that uh, that they're there basically because uh, number one, they wanted to worship God in the way they, that they wanted to, and that really uh, God was the most important thing. That's what they actually uh, were more inclined uh, to follow was God's mm-hmm. word rather than, you know, a government or the king or anything like that. So, right. It, so it, it, at that point in time, it, at that point in time, it was two paragraphs long. Now, was there anybody to stand up in the crowd at that point in time and say, "We're going to let you know what's in it after we pass it"? No, I, it was all. <laughs> yeah, no, they didn't do that. Basically, you didn't was, get that right away. Yeah, it was all <laughs> an agreement within the people that were on board the Mayflower. Right. right. And, and the, the, the whole um, leaving for uh, to be able to exercise their faith, I mean, that is what uh, basically that's what the country was founded on. Even George Washington has a quote where he talks about, mm-hmm. you know, the nation is built on, first of all, faith and, and, and God. Yeah. Um, and, and this was what uh, this was. And, but uh, again, although some scholars may argue that this was sort of like a constitution, it really wasn't one. Uh, it was basically just an agreement on governing themselves. Mm-hmm. But 
I guess you could argue that it was sort of like a proto constitution. Uh, it it really didn't set up like how the government was going to be, you know, right. how they were going to run it, you know, how the elections were going to uh, be uh, performed or anything like that. So right, but right. and did the king did the king at the time have a, a negative reaction to that or was it pretty no. he pretty much oblivious? I, I there was I don't think he. He didn't care. I don't think he cared really. <laughs> if, if he did, he didn't really say anything. I think he accepted it. It's like, yeah, okay. You know, it's as long as you say that, you know, you're my loyal subjects, that, you know, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it's fine. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, and they, they even, you know, go out of their way, you know, to mention the king and, they actually go out of their way to say, yeah, we're loyal subjects. Uh, we're we're just here because we want to set up a colony in your name or, or whatever reason that they they went there. Uh, and, and, and then think, over time, and then over time, the king exercises more and more and more yeah. authority. And uh, gee, doesn't that sound familiar? Oh yeah. And, and uh, um, you know, one of the things that one of the things that you know that I'm working on is a declaration of uh, a reaffirmation mm-hmm. of the declaration of what I call it, it's a, a dec- declaration of freedom and accountability. And, yes. um, you know, it, it's almost like we need, and this is the purpose, we need uh, people in Congress in both houses to stand up and reaffirm mm-hmm. our founding documents and uh, make a statement that'll bring out, you know, who who's on board and who's not. And we already mm-hmm. know that majority of them aren't so you had another topic you wanted to bring up as well yes uh it was uh actually the fundamental orders of connecticut which was uh written in 1639 and basically it was three townships within connecticut it was weathersford i mean weathersfield windsor and hartford and there was some uh conflict i think that was going on with massachusetts and so what happened was there was a compromise and uh they wrote down these these fundamental orders and this actually served as the first constitution within the colonies and it was in force up until i think 1662 that's when uh connecticut actually got a royal charter and uh and the the principles that were espoused in these fundamental orders were actually included within the within that charter and that charter i think ran until about 1818 and whatever uh, replaced it which i believe was a state constitution they also incorporated the principles within uh that was found within these fundamental orders and there's like 11 orders and what's interesting about this again religion played a role it was mm-hmm. it was important uh and in fact, in Connecticut, uh, Congregationalism was the official religion of the state. And, uh, Interesting. yeah, and, and that I think ran up, ran until, you know, the founding of the United States. Awesome. Yeah. And I appreciate you, I appreciate you coming on. I'm just, we got to wrap up real in about a minute here. So, um, okay. Yeah. Basically, what this share... did, it, it actually set up the, the government that they wanted the, to have in, in that state or in that colony and uh-huh. they set everything up so and again 
this was based on people's will. So these are. It's amazing how it's amazing how you know things have gone for full circle. Mm -hmm. Here we are again being attacked, especially Christians being attacked. Oh yeah. And uh, and nothing said about it, you know, except mm -hmm. within our circle, within our within our group of yeah. patriots. And uh, yeah. So uh, thanks, Ron. I appreciate you being on, and we'll definitely, obviously, see you again as you're doing a regular segment on the show. So mm -hmm. look forward to those. Yep, I'll see you again next month. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, thanks. Take care. Yep, thanks. Alrighty, folks, that does it for us. We are out of time already, and um, it's been it's been fun. And I hope you enjoyed the show, even though we have those tech issues on that video. I'm sorry. That was Zoom, by the way. I don't know. Maybe there's something to that. Um, but uh, we will see you again tomorrow. And uh, God bless you all.